You are listening to the D-Bad Movement. This is the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast. Here we are for episode 19. And you're with me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. So today we're going to be talking about dickheadery and driving. Hmm, driving. So I thought you might have given us a bit of a brum-brum there. Well, I was going to give you a brum-brum, but I decided against it. Okay, we'll try and entice you back into... I feel like like this isn't my episode, because I don't don't have a car anymore. I mean, I do still drive, and I've got a lot to say about it, but I do drive a lot. That's correct. (laughs) But Alex's car drives really nicely. Yeah, what about mine? Yeah, yours drives nice as well. It's just I'm I'm getting on a bit now, uh, to be honest, John. Yours is very low down. Right, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you should drive your own bloody cars. <laughs> so when you're driving Alex's Fiat 500, do you find yeah. that you're behaving differently to when you were driving my Audi? So, uh, well... <laughs> and I think I ask. I think reason... I know what you're getting at here, because... Um, yeah, go on. You t- tell us why you're asking first. So the reason I ask is that well-known scientific publication, The Sun, claims right. that the worst drivers, according to etiquette, are number three Range Rover drivers, two okay. BMW, but the worst are Audi drivers. Oh, okay. Which is you. Mm. You see, I'd have thought it'd be BMW. I'd have thought Range Rover. Well, I can see why they're saying Range Rover, actually. So I hire quite a lot of cars, as well you guys know, uh, because I generally only really use cars for certain work projects, so I build it into the cost and and hire them. And the place I hire them from, because I get a really good deal because I know them quite well now, then they often give me quite nice cars, like big Land Rovers and like nice 4x4 Jags and things like that. Whenever I get one, whenever I'm driving a normal car, then I always think to myself, uh, look at the big four by four people. They think they're real good and they're just dicks. And then I get in one myself and I realize I'm better than everyone else on the road right now. And I I realize to myself, like, I know I'm a dick and I like being a dick because me as a dick is better than all of you little car people. And I, I really love it. So, I mean, I think they are dicks, four by four drivers, but I don't think you can really blame them because they probably are better people once they're in their cars oh. than us. So a Fiat 500, I mean, that's one of the smallest cars, isn't it? Do, do you feel you have an inferiority complex driving that, Alex? I feel like people will probably judge me in the fact that they probably think oh, I was just a young girl that's got this car. So I feel like maybe people do that, so they don't let me out and things like that, but I don't know if I'm just paranoid because I've got a little small car. <laughs> you see, I think your car's quite good fun to drive because it's like I driving it, like a... Yeah. It is, it's like driving a little girl car. It's it small, is, yeah. it's, re- it's still reasonably nippy because it's quite small Then it kind of feels a bit faster than it is, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think it, it's a nice light car, so you, it's a fun car to drive. Jordan doesn't really like driving it because he said he gets funny looks like when he gets out of it in like car parks and stuff. Is Jordan yeah. quite tall? Yeah. I imagine like, cause it all right for me, but it's not perfect. But I imagine anyone taller than me and they're going to really start to struggle. So once when I was a passenger in your car, Alex, was the day I discovered <laughs> what my knees taste like. <laughs> <laughs> your head was literally like bent up against the roof. <laughs> yeah. 
It just, I was, I was caved in such a way that I was worried the police would uh, pull us over. So you're not allowed to do that in public, mate. Well, you see, because one of the other things, gripes I have about cars is cars where there's plenty of room for a decent back seat and they don't have a good back seat. And that's like your car, John. When we went to Edinburgh and I had to sit in the back seat of your car, once you're in, it's fine and all, but getting out of it, it's like being born again. <laughs> Uh, and I don't mean in a Christian way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, geez, it's like, it's just impossible to get in or out of. Which you might not think is a problem because it's just thinking, how often do you get in and out of a car? Well, let me share this, dear listener. Ian has car sickness, it turns out. So pulling over so that Ian can crawl his way out of my car to vomit by the side of the road is quite a feature. In fact, we were on our way. I was late to go and do an interview with the British Comedian of the Year because of your vomiting bad roadside. So uh, I apologise for that. Maybe if I'd have had a better car, um, you could have been <laughs> in and out. Yeah, to be fair, I tend not to get car sick when I'm in the front and I don't when I'm driving. It's when I'm in the back, yeah. especially on windy roads, which is pretty much what you get when you go to Edinburgh. True, true, true. Fair enough. Now, you might think, what difference does it make? I mean, a car is a car, and it's all just us talking about being affected by branding decisions. Why should we view an Audi driver differently to somebody who drives a Fiat 500? But apparently, scientists say that if you drive an expensive car, you're probably a jerk. Wow. A new study, this was on CNN, a new study has found that drivers of flashy vehicles are less likely to stop and allow pedestrians to cross the road, the likelihood that they'll slow down decreasing by 3% for every $1,000 that the vehicle is worth. Wow. I mean, I feel like you can say that about everybody, but I do feel like when you're waiting to come out of a junction, it's very rarely someone in a very nice car that stops for you. That's what this study yeah. from the um, University of Nevada is saying. I agree with you, Alex. Uh, however, I don't know why more people don't drive a bit more like me in that when I do have a large car, what sometimes I like doing is when I'm driving, I like letting people out because then it gives them longer to see my nice car. So I'll roll... <laughs> I'll roll around the street slowly like I'm in a, a rap video and <laughs> and just sort of like take in, take in the sights, let people out, you know, yeah. So the, what the researchers have said is that people in expensive cars feel a sense of superiority other other road users and yeah, that the disengagement and a lower ability to interpret thoughts and feelings of others is mixed with feelings of entitlement and narcissism that leads to a lack of empathy for pedestrians. <laughs> That's this so is very awful. deep. This is very deep. Yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier. And when you're in a really nice car, yeah, I mean, this makes me an even bigger dickhead than you might think as well, because I don't even own the nice car. I haven't even earned that nice car. I've literally just hired it for a little bit of money. Uh, and, and yet I feel so much better than other people on the road or the pavement. Wow. Mm. Okay, well, maybe mm. then you're picking up from this, because another study by a Finnish university has said that self-centred men who are more likely to be argumentative, stubborn and disagreeable are more likely to own a high-status car such as an Audi, BMW uh, or a Mercedes. Those words described, Ian. <laughs> so that I also missed off unempathetic. I, I See, I'm not a massive fan of Audis, BMWs. Mercedes are all right, but I'm not a massive fan. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you can't argue with science. No, no, there we go. <laughs> We've had a comment from um, Jamie Rhodes and he said, just a short and simple one, indicators really help, which yeah. I think that indicating really bothers me. Yeah, it is annoying. It is stickheadery. Do we think it's not that Jamie's hard, implying is that people aren't using them properly or is he just giving us a driving tip? <laughs> Either. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't get that one. Like, why don't you indicate? And <laughs> I just absolutely lose my shit at people when they don't indicate. If, they, if I'm waiting to go a roundabout 
and then they just go left. And I, and, oh. and do you know what? What's it cost me? Two seconds? It doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. It's infuriating, look. It's infuriating. Just literally, it's a tap of the hand. Like, it's not hard. I think it is odd how angry people get driving, though. I think it is quite a skill to be able to just drive around calmly and not care about what people do. It brings out another side of you, I think. The, the slower you drive as well, then the, the, the easier it is to do that, I think, as well. Because you can just sort of think like, mm -hmm. well, you know what, I'm on my way somewhere. It doesn't matter what time I get there. Or even if it does matter, there's nothing you can do about it. So, But I mean, I am bad at it. I get furious when I'm driving. Yeah, one furious. person's serenity is another one's fury. Because one, mm. of, one of my bugbears I have, well, it's a bit like the George Carlin quote. Have you ever noticed that anybody driving slower than you is an idiot and anybody going faster than you is a maniac? It's a good <laughs> yeah. quote, right? Yeah. So, but the faster people, I can just write off and just go, you're, you're a dickhead. You're an idiot, you're, you're, yeah. You're going to get into trouble for doing that, says a man with six points on his license currently. But the ones that I don't think we spend enough time talking about is the overly cautious drivers. Yeah. Mm, I think they cause more accidents. Yeah. Probably so. I don't mm. think they do statistically. I think what uh. we just said doesn't really stack up. I think if we're overly cautious, <laughs> we're probably less likely to crash. Like when someone slows down to like two miles an hour to turn a corner, like that really, yeah. especially when it's coming off quite a fast road, that annoys yeah. me. Yeah, you've got to keep the flow of the traffic going, I think. Yeah. I, I seem to remember my driving instructor saying like, if you start going too slow, you are going to fail because you've got, you can't be slowing down the, the flow of the traffic. It's like yeah. when you pull out into uh, traffic, if you like, and there's a big enough gap, but you pull out, but really slowly. So everyone behind you has to slow down when they mm. catch up with you. That's not yeah, on. That's dangerous. Mm, it is. So who's a better driver, men or women? Uh, I mean, probably, probably women. In fact, it is, it's going to be women statistically. Women are definitely going to be better drivers. Statistically, is it? Yeah, I think it will be. So there's safer drivers. Okay, but better drivers. Oh, right, better. Well, it depends what you mean by better. Like what? I think I'm a better driver than Jordan, but then Jordan thinks he's a better driver than me. So I can't really say. Well, that. he's not here to defend himself, so you're right. Yeah, well, you say Alex is right. The, the most recent near-death experience I've been in in a car was when Alex was driving. <laughs> and um, and she, she went straight through a yellow box junction and nearly got us taken out. <laughs> Right, Ian, you even said yourself he went on a red I think light. He went, he went on amber, I think. Oh, amber or red, yeah, yeah. It wasn't your fault, but that I did nearly just, die. That was just a minor, um, was just a misjudgment, it's okay. Apart from that, yeah. I'm fabulous driver. I'm quite happy to admit that my partner is a much better driver than me. And she, uh, <laughs> I remember her getting really upset by something that she saw in a newspaper one time. <laughs> it's uh it was one of these like photo story things, and it just had a photograph of a, of a man, a man at the wheel of a car, the woman as a passenger, and a thought bubble coming from her head that just said, "Why can't I drive?" <laughs> and she was just like, "They can't say that. That's outrageous. Why? Why? Why are they saying women can't drive?" And I was just like, "Can you just look at this from another perspective?" I think what it's saying is, "Why is it always the man that drives?" Why shouldn't the woman be driving in that situation? Yeah. She was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, maybe it does mean that. <laughs> but she was so indignant about it. But this is something that we've taken forward now when it comes to driving abroad. So in the UK, I genuinely do most of the driving. And that's not a male-female thing. It's just that I have a greater tolerance to going out for the evening without drinking. Um, but yeah. that's a subject for another day. But when we go abroad, Sally does all of the driving. She, and she loves it and uh, feels safe doing it. The, on the one occasion we did a bit of role reversal was in Los Angeles. 
and Jesus. she'd been doing the driving. Yeah, so that was it. So let's make my driving abroad debut in an automatic, which I don't normally drive. It was an automatic, a Chevy Camaro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with a five-litre engine, never driven that before, on the wrong Brilliant. side of the road, with sleep deprivation. So the conditions weren't ideal. In, in L.A.? In L.A., which is notoriously one of the worst cities to drive in. So I've set the conditions up. But even the conditions don't excuse my poor driving. I mean, I was just <laughs> kangarooing this bloody thing, trying to <laughs> use the clutch that doesn't isn't there, so slamming the brakes on. Within two minutes, within two minutes, I was driving the wrong way down a dual carriageway. Brilliant. <laughs> to have a policeman come running out on the road waving his arms going, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> so I did a UE. Unfortunately, wasn't that busy at the time. I just pulled over <laughs> dramatically at the side of a road with a up against it going, that's it. You're driving, I'm navigating. And um, and Sally's never invited <laughs> me to drive abroad since. That sounds wise. I was shouted at in LA by a guy. I think I'd got myself in the wrong lane, but because we were in LA, there was absolutely no chance of changing lanes. So I thought, I'm just gonna have to go from the wrong lane here. And I pulled out and this guy behind me was absolutely livid and he was beeping and like gesticulating and things. And then I sort of just ignored him. So I thought, I'm not getting into it with you. I was wrong. I think I held my hand up to say sorry. And then I kept driving and he pulled up beside me and gestured for me to wind down his window. I wound down my window and I was just like, I'm from England, mate. And he went, all right, okay, have a great time. And just drove off. He immediately forgave me when he realized I was from England. Otherwise, he'd have shot you. Otherwise, he'd have probably shot me, yeah. I did think the police were going to pull a gun on me one time. It's not really car-related. It was to do with where we parked. I'm really bad at parking abroad. I think I've got a parking ticket in pretty much every country I've been to in the last five years, <laughs> or every city I've been to. And um, we wanted to do a time lapse over the Bay Bridge in San Francisco. And so between, like, San Francisco and Oakland, then you've got a little island called Treasure Island, and it's where the Bay Bridge like breaks into two. So out of San Francisco, you've got the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge, and the Bay Bridge is like two bridges. And halfway across, you've got Treasure Island, which is like a it's like an old naval island that's got like the Coast Guard on and whatnot. So we'd driven onto there because there it, Treasure Island sort of like towers up, not above the Bay Bridge, but quite high. So you can get right above the Bay Bridge or the road of the Bay Bridge and take a picture back down towards San Francisco. And we wanted to do that. So we parked up and there was these big gates and these big gates had like signs saying like no parking and everything. But this was about eight o'clock at night. And we thought no one's going to come up, pull up now. It's Coast Guard stuff. No one's coming in. Plus we can park well back and we're not going to be obstructing the gates at all. So we parked there, went and did our time lapsing. It was all fine. And then we walked back down the road to the car and we had to put all the equipment away. Now, Gaz, who I was with, he got in the car because he just had a small camera bag, chucked it in, got in the car, and I was packing all my stuff back into the things. And so I was lent inside the back, the back door of the car and I unpacked everything. And all of a sudden from, from behind the car, I just heard this like, whoop, 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 whoop. you know, like when you get, like when they start a little bit, the sirens on a police car and I could see the blue and the red lights. Yeah. And I thought, oh God, there's the police here then. So I thought, it's no problem. All we, you know, they're just going to be wondering what we're doing. It's not an issue at all. So I finished up what I was doing and just stayed in the back of the car, like lent into the back of the car for another 10 seconds or so. Finished what I was doing. It was quite cold. So then I came out, looked at the police car, waved at him and then stuck my hands in my pockets, at which point the guy leapt out of the car, put the floodlight straight into my eyes and screamed, but take your hands out of your pockets! Take your hands out of your pockets! <laughs> and uh, at, at which point I 
took my hands out of pockets and was halfway onto my knees to get on the floor because uh, I realised that he he thought I'd just been sorting out my gun in the back seat of the car and because I'd also started walking towards him. So I, got, I, I came out of the car, waved, put my hands in my pockets and and walked at the car, the police car. Anyway, they weren't happy at all. And so, uh, yeah, it, it ended up with me halfway down to my knees just screaming, I'm English, I'm English, I'm English, with my hands up in the air. Can I just use that as an excuse every time? <laughs> it's the excuse for everything in, for English. everything in America and they always let you off yeah <laughs> yeah excellent so I guess overall then we've found that when it comes to driving we all have all kind of prejudice which may or may not be grounded in silence in science even but just being English just use it as an excuse <laughs> so for all our overseas listeners sorry you're gonna have to be held accountable for your own driving experience of for the rest of us, we're fine. So to all of our overseas listeners out there, don't be a dickhead. But before we sign off fully, I've got a little, I've got a little treat. Now I know that my haiku went down so well last time that, that the fans have been writing in asking for more and more. Truth be told, we're recording these episodes back to back, but I've, I've, I want to show our community how much we appreciate them. So I've written a little limerick. There once was a podcast called Debad who didn't want us all to be sad. Don't be a dickhead. Be awesome instead. Like, subscribe, review to be glad. That's, that's, that's absolutely lovely. Um, Lovely's one of those words, isn't it? This is like what you just said to me. I mean, let's not forget I'm a 39-year-old man who was a professional writer as part of my career. Not a seven-year-old who was just having a go at his first dabble with poetry. Is um is is yeah? Well, is the podcaster uh, Pakistani or Indian or something? It's the way he pronounced it. <laughs> we didn't call it. There, there was a podcast called Dibad. It was so that he'd say it up to go well with be sad and be glad. It's beautiful. Oh, okay. Well, I just hope that I haven't made any of our Asian fans mad. But even that rhymes. And on that note. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs>